Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime. Welcome to the Beetlejuice Minute, where we discuss Tim Burton's Beetlejuice minute by minute. I'm your host, Julianne Fay, actress and owner of CinemaBliss.com, and my co-host today is Barry Rathbun. I am not an actress. I am more involved in the sound part of making movies. Barry just gave us the most crazy countdown I've ever seen with like <laughs> seven fingers instead of five. <laughs> well, it looked like he was trying to do the thing from Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation over there. I'm not sure what he was doing. <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. Let's jam. <laughs> and that low voice over here that you just heard was belongs to actor Anthony Phillips. Welcome back, Anthony. Thank you. It's good to be back. And we're discussing Minute 41 today, which is basically beginning with ghosts mourning, moaning, so I wrote mourning. They are in mourning. They're moaning because they're in mourning. Then Lydia wakes up to the sounds of their moaning. Um, and they're trying, the ghosts are trying to scare Delia and all they succeed in doing is having Delia turn off the television. So very unsuccessful. So I think you might want to go to Barry because Barry is like waving his hand around like a crazy person. Either he has to pee or he wants to go first. Go. <laughs> no, I was saying keep the mic towards your face because <laughs> when you anymore and now you're here. There we go. Okay. Oh, I thought for I thought for sure he was trying to go first. So they've obviously never seen a horror movie before because Adam's doing something. The and, Maitlands? Yeah. Okay. Barbara's like yodeling. I know. I was going to say that I know Barry knows the name of this, and I don't remember the name of what this is, but Barbara's moans in particular, she sounds like that instrument that is used in old horror films that kind of looks like you're holding a flexible saw and it like bends. The theremin? The theremin. She, she sounds, sounds exactly like a theremin. Woo! Which is basically a flexible saw. Well, an which electronic is, flexible saw. Which is also something that, that I know that Tim Burton likes as an instrument because he used it on purpose in other films like Ed Wood and things like that. Well, the script just basically says Barbara's moaning weirdly. So, uh, yeah. What do you think Tim Burton said? Hey, look up what a theremin sounds like and I want you to sound just like that. I know that. exactly what she'll sound like. And just so you know, this episode may become PG-13. Huh. Ooh, warning. Well, I, I, I had a theory, sort of. Not really theory, theory but uh, wondering. Because this is like the first blue joke we've had in the movie. Oh, uh-huh. And I wonder if it's slowly easing you into, you know, Beetlejuice. Yeah, because, yeah. because he goes way deeper. Way deeper. No pun intended. Oh, dear God. Yep, there we just PG-13. He's going to edit that out. That's all right. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm going to bring us back to the colors since you mentioned Lydia's bedroom. He did. He said blue. I know. And um, Lydia, okay, so we've already discussed red is living, blue is dead, and green is the afterlife. So Lydia's what's Lydia? <laughs> bedroom is purple, which is appropriate because she blue herself is living, but she is able, as we will find out later, able to see the dead. Spoilers. Well, and, actually, uh, we found out earlier. She has a green yeah. green floor, which I, I think the green floor is like less important, but you know, afterlife is green, whatever. She's a mix of everything. Yes. Uh, also, on the Lydia subject, in the script, uh, and this will come up a little bit later on as we keep getting more scenes with her. You're welcome. She. Uh, I don't mean to sound pervy. You have to remember, I was a child when this movie came out. Oh, there there's some scenes later on where she's adorable. And, and they're almost the same age. And like, uh, yeah, she's and she's a little bit older than me, so actually, don't no don't no letters, no letters, no hate mail. 
anyway, yeah, so the script, they actually, she's a little bit differently written in the script. In the script, she's a lot more, I want to say, traditional horror movie, excited, scared about things, whereas the way uh, she plays it is a lot more curious. Like, she tones it all down. Like, for example, in the script, uh, after she says, you know, gross, how can he stand that woman, which is pretty much how she says it, the script actually has a lot more exclamation marks on the, hey, cut it out, I'm a child, for God's sakes, whereas this, she's just kind of, it's It's more, she, she plays it a lot more understated, which I think works way better for the character. Well, I think it also works way better for the film, too. You don't want to constantly draw attention to that and turn your your fans off like you were saying ease them into it ease them mm-hmm. into what's coming and what they're gonna have to you know beetlejuice's whole personality so exactly exactly yeah she's 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 more um not mopey about it like you know just kind of uh defeatist rather <laughs> than freaking out in the script a little blase well she has lived with these people for a little mm-hmm. while very true um you know <laughs> but so. it does concern me a little bit and i have to say this and i know that there's some you know blueness about this scene but the one thing that i do have to say is if she thinks that's what's going on and it's not but she thinks it is what does that say about what she normally hears on a regular basis <laughs> that's a little odd and to your point i don't think she's waking up i it it clearly looks like she's been sitting there or just staring at the ceiling for a while did i yeah. say she was waking up i'm yeah. sorry i apologize yeah i don't think she's been <laughs> asleep yet but I don't think that's the only reason. I think she's just bored out of her mind in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. So what are you saying? That Delia sounds like a theremin on a regular basis? Um, Maybe. I mean, the way she talks is a little odd and grating. <laughs> so maybe, why would that be any different, I guess? <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Although there is a moment when Lydia looks back after talking and she looks back to the wall as if she almost identifies that it's not her dad's voice, I think. Well, if you listen to it, it's actually uh, the sound effects. There's a little bit more reverb on Adam's last moan. Like, it doesn't quite sound normal. She was probably picking up on that. Can we also go back to the fact that she went to bed with fully makeup? I was guessing she was just watching TV and fell asleep. Oh, she was in her nightgown. Delia? Was that a nightgown? Or it, was looked it... Like, it looked like a satin nightgown or some kind, because it had like a little lacy see-through thing on the arms. and mm. So I was pretty sure she was in her bed attire. Hmm. Um, I'm going to assume wrestling came on after whatever she was watching, Felicity watching. I'm sure on. she was a huge fan. But who, when who was leave? big in the 80s? I don't know. They covered their faces probably unintentionally. <laughs> but um, when she leaned up and she had the smeared lipstick all over her face, um, I'm more worried about that ruining her sheets than the cutting the holes in them. But right. but yeah, I kind of just wondered, like, what was she waiting for him to come to bed? I mean, were they – because they don't they, – you don't get the sense that they're very – even attracted to each other you get the very much the sense that they're two separate people going to live their separate lives but yet then when she's all done up it's almost like she's waiting for him to come to bed and she wanted to look good for him when he does even if nothing was going to happen so i'm just kind of curious about that i know Hmm. that is a good question yeah anyone have an answer they might got tim burton's number (laughs) <laughs> hey, Let me Tim, just pull call it up us. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Any possibility of him being a guest sometime? Soon? Oh, that would be fantastic. That would be amazing. Tim, if you're listening, Mr. Burton, excuse me. 
Yes. Or if anyone knows Mr. Burton. Yes. You're quite welcome to come join us. We would love to to ask you questions. And um, we, we might want to reach out. You never know. People do strange things. Strange, strange and unusual and... things. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of strange and unusual, I also I love how Tita Davis approaches the whole moaning thing because she's have, clearly having a ball under that sheet. Because she's all bouncy when she's doing it. <laughs> when she like resumes, she's like, mm. you know, she's kind of. And she's trying to make the sheet flat. She's trying to make the, yeah. Even though she realizes it, it yeah. Yeah, she's trying to make it flat and everything. And then, you know, it's kind of that, that fun little. When, when they turn off the TV, she does a little <laughs> at the end. It's just fun. Yeah, it is cute. I will say, and I, I want to backtrack a little bit. There's like a white ghostly figure painted on the painting that's in the bedroom wall. And I was like, well, maybe. I'm sure it's not a poster of half, Ted Danson. Half sleepiness. Delia just assumes that she's, you know, looking at her picture or whatever. You know, you're half asleep. You're not sure what you're I don't think she at. ever opened her eyes. I also think she's on drugs. Like, so I'm pretty uh, sure. Actually, we find out in the later minute that she is. Spoilers. So I'm pretty sure that she was probably took something was out but I did, I did enjoy the painting on the wall but did you notice that the painting on the wall the white figure i don't know might resemble a future character from one of something that maybe he presented at a later date who everybody assumes that he directed but did not oh like jack skellington a or little jack's dog. bit yeah jack's jack's dog Zero, shows up right? yeah he, that shows up a little bit here and there but definitely mm. the figure did i don't know i mean we'd have to look at it again but it definitely had something there mm. of that I need to ask you guys to scour your memories a little bit from previous minutes. Okay, so when the Maitlands ripped off their faces earlier, did they speak or make any noises? Because um, I'm thinking, why would they be able to hear them now if they couldn't hear them before? Or were they just totally silent when they were ripping off their faces and their heads? I think they kind of went like, like it wasn't there wasn't any vocals. There might have been a vocalization or it could have just been the music going crazy. I I just took it as after they had the meeting with their caseworker, they, they did tell her that they had been reading the book. And so I'm assuming that they just got that from the book and they were able to... That was a theory. I thought maybe they have a technique. If they did make noises earlier, maybe they have a technique to make their voices cross the border, cross the line, cross the veil. Need a ghost vocal coach. Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking maybe that was it. Maybe they found something in the book. I just assume that, you know, that that's what they've been doing is, okay, we have to go back to the book. And then they thought, oh, okay, well, let's try this. Yeah. Well, on that spooky note... That is it for today, and we'll see you here tomorrow. Until next time, save us some popcorn, and we'll see you soon at the Beetlejuice Minute.